Good morning and welcome to the Daily Recollection. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. In the practice of loving kindness, it is perhaps more accurate to say that the self is the heart. Really, the self is the center and is everywhere aware of itself as the heart of self-awareness. Ramana Maharshi. Maitreyi is one of the four sublime states, a divine abode, a pinnacle of meditative achievement. It arises as a result of a contemplative practice. Despite being an expression of authenticity, loving kindness is a practice because it has to be actualized in action. We practice evoking it moment by moment, replacing the conditioned orientation of something wrong that bumps into life with the affectionate witness that accepts it as is. Moment by moment, we redirect attention from ego to conscious, compassionate awareness, practicing awakening to the realization that our heartbeat is the beating heart of the universe. In this sense, the practice of loving kindness is a master class of awareness practice, and so we practice it. Set multiple alarms throughout the day. When the timer goes off, stop and ask your heart what it's capable of the depth and breadth of its love, warmth, beauty, its patience, kindness, generosity. Persist in the recording until you break past the naysayer that refuses to witness the heart until you find the benevolent affection that is my three. At the end of the day, RL about your practice of the 56th bead. And here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? First caller. Hey, try that again. Oh, hi, it's Mark in Chicago. Hey, Mark. What are you hi, seeing? So, uh, I um, really saw a connection in this week's lesson to the two previous conversations I had with Ash Winnie about the animal thing. And she had... Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of threw me a little when she had said a couple of weeks ago that maybe comfort wasn't the thing that I really needed, and I realized that my left hand has kind of become, a, you know, an assistant victim in this whole thing because it really isn't a witness; it's become involved with my right hand, and so uh-huh. you know when it says, "Oh, poor you," you know, "you poor thing," that was really an involvement in ego's story. That wasn't really a presence. That was able to be any assistance to me good for you yep exactly so and and the and the other really um great insight was that developing that ability for the left hand to do that was part of or was the practice to help me to become a compassionate person and a compassionate witness myself exactly so yeah yes and it just that's what we're doing we're we're moving from being someone who needs compassion to being the compassion that that person needs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw a parallel. You know, I was kind of reflecting about well, what is the left? Hand? What what would a great left hand really look like? And and the one model that came to mind was the psychologist when they see a patient. You know, so they're very good at either because of training or personality or whatever, to, to just absolutely have no involvement and yet be great witnesses and listen carefully and, 
and be present for the person. And then the uh, I, I realized that an even better example for me was just these calls. I mean, I think exactly what you guys do there is exactly what I would like my left hand to be doing. Yes, because uh, I don't know if this is your experience, Mark, but uh, when you just said that, what what dropped in for me is because it it's it's confirming what you are. It, it's it's mirroring back for you what is actually not just you. <laughs> okay, what practice mm-hmm. does for us is to mirror back to us what we are that we can't yet or always experience yes mm-hmm. and I've had and I've had many experiences of that talking to both of you over over the years so yeah I, I agree 100% yes yeah yeah we recognize the we recognize the experience right because yes yes it, we feel it in ourselves and we also recognize it because to to connect it directly uh, with what you and Ashwini have been talking about, um, it 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 really is at the heart, underneath, <laughs> at the heart of everything uh, that you experience with animals is the deep love and connection, right? right. And then the step that that is missing has been missing is is their non separateness from life and their adequacy to their life experience yes which is so much of what compassion is teaching us because uh, at some point we are going to be in that position and we Mm -hmm. want to know that adequacy is is what's available and the I don't I don't know that this is true but I've I've long suspected it Um, that animals can be such a great model of that for us because they don't have the conditioned mind that is uh, remembering and imagining and uh, telling stories. And there's just that present for this, for this, for this, which I suspect makes a transition um, very easy and one that I personally aspire to. Yeah, I know you've talked about that. Yeah, that was a mind bender when you were talking about Actually, I'm I, I putting words in your mouth, but actually wanting to experience whatever pain there was at the end as part of the entire process of living. Yes. To, look, to, yeah. to go beyond ego's stories about life under all circumstances and right. really be with life as life is. Right. And of course, right. you know, I, and they're available to everybody, obviously, but I spend a lot of time with. <laughs> Uh, what I call my spiritual heroes, uh, and and many of them talk very clearly about that process um, and being in a place where there is so much uh, loving kindness and compassion that there's actually no room for a story of something wrong. There's just being with life as life unfolds in each moment. Wow, good image. Mm-hmm, Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thanks very much. Thank you, Mark. Gosh, Thanks, Mark. Gosh, and, and Jerry, something that you said there so stood out for me in 
the, the wit, becoming the witness, it's the passage that's quoted in the assignment from what you practice, right? From being mentored to being the mentor, that when we mm-hmm. move to that witnessing place of conscious, compassionate awareness, then that's a, actually an experience of our own adequacy, right? Yes. I mean, it, we've become yes. that which is not affected by life and death. It's the unchanging witness. And so there is yes. no question of adequacy. And from that place of adequacy is the only place we can um, support or assist the, the suffering to be free of itself because we've transformed. Yes. It's, a very, it's a very mysterious movement, but that's the movement that we're attempting to make to, to then yes. hold life and all of its uh, vicissitudes, if you will, as what it truly is. Not wrong, but what it is, which goes what to that it, conversation in the end. But yeah, that you can be with life or death. You can be with whatever it happens, but it's from a non-separate place, so there's nothing wrong with it. Yes, and in fact, to connect it very directly with our practice, uh, what we're losing is the belief that there is something wrong and that something should be different from the way it is. Without those two beliefs then it becomes very obvious that life is simply what life is. And when we are with life, when we are identified with life, rather than something that experiences itself as separate or wants to, um, then it, we're just in a completely different um, reality. Order of dimension. Orientation. Yes. Or, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Michael in Pennsylvania. Hey, Michael. Hey, Shwini. Yeah, so in the practice of loving kindness, I notice in meditation when I recite that bead that I often have this perception that, um, you know, this is my favorite one. Um, And um, so I've been... um, struggling a little bit recently with, with some work challenges and uh, elbow tendonitis. And um, I noticed that, um, it, like, it's, it's good to be desperate for practice, for the, you know, for the loving kindness that's going to save me. And uh, I think about, is it in the key where, you know, uh, Sherry talks about, you know, drowning is the best time to learn how to swim. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. and it feels a little bit like drowning recently. Um, and it also feels like being sort of uh, pulled, kicking and screaming into my potential, my growth, um, mm-hmm. particularly through work. Um, and so, uh, you know, nothing wrong. Uh, nothing wrong um, with everything as it is, is um, seems essential to my um, well-being sanity. Yes. So, so Michael, there's so many, uh, so many things that you're saying that, that we want to underline here, right? Because the, there's the assignment yeah. in the poem from Carla Gibran about how, what, how love is with us. And so it, it is in those challenging times. Those challenging times, as you say, are such opportunities to grow, 
to to rid ourselves of what we would not choose to rid ourselves and therefore life in yeah. infinite love has to provide yeah. the circumstances in order for that to happen because as yeah. you said until i'm desperate i'm not going to let the ego go or the ego is not going to let me go or however we want to say that yeah i mean uh, yeah. yes and the key the you know drowning is the best time to learn to swim but also the other thing of it's only when when you're on your knees that you are moved to pray mm-hmm. right where you surrender yes. that ego that thinks that it can deal with this by itself and turn to turn turn over to the mentor to loving compassion to love whatever we want to call it and so it's that lovely place you're pointing us to which is the the most difficult situations uh really are the the places where we if we're willing and with much practice experience as loving kindness yeah yeah i mean the the uh it's you know it's kind of like the wisdom of no escape that uh you know i have no you know loving kindness is really my only um option seems like which is uh not a bad thing no absolutely not and you know michael i think what you're pointing us to is it takes years of practice for that to be the option yeah to to recognize that is my only option and i'm so grateful for the circumstances that uh allow me to choose that as opposed to okay well i could take myself out or numb myself in some way or not choose that option in that moment yeah 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 and i think about too how um um that um you know the the size of the fear or the size of the resistance is really the the size of the growth on the, of the opening on the other side yes mhm yeah that the ego uh escalation is indicative of the depth of the opening that's available in the moment yeah 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 and i i think too cuz i on wednesday i let a, a big meeting to take this work sort of team in a new direction and and I got like overwhelmingly um, positive feedback from all that was done and um it's like my condition just came up take that Sorry Michael I I think I lost you so you left this meeting on Wednesday and and received overwhelmingly positive feedback and conditioning yeah, is not allowing you to take that in Yeah yeah I led a work meeting on Wednesday and uh it was just sort of new and different and had taking people in a new direction and feedback I got from my boss was overwhelmingly positive and um it's just like you know that gets taken in for like half a millisecond and then mm-hmm. you know it's just back to the grindstone and like having to prove myself and you know you're going to get mm-hmm. you know fired and you know which is just just made up and so unlikely yes and um yes crazy and we just step back and see it as backlash right michael because i project that in doing whatever you did in that uh 
in that work assignment, there was a tremendous stepping out of the ego comfort zone. Yes. And it's well received. And then, and then there is the backlash. And it's just helpful to frame it that way because that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't clear, see it as clearly until uh, you reflected that back. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like I don't know who I'm becoming. And ego just like cannot stand that. That's right. Well, well you're not becoming more ego, egocentric. And so egocentricity, that, it's what we were talking about in a couple of callers. There's a, a feeling rattled because your reference yeah. is no longer a stable point of the sameness of egocentricity that you self-identify yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm being called into a bigger opportunity, a bigger opening. And, um, yeah. you know, the guy said to me, you know, many, many years ago, like, uh, you know, like, Gandhi, that every day I'm becoming more and more Michael. So, um, you yeah. know, like you were talking earlier, you know, that every day life is chiseling away at me and removing what is not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then when ego dissolves, there's a lot of emotion, right? That's the release that we've been talking about. You can laugh, you can be angry, or you can cry. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Michael. I wish I could tell you who said this, but I can't. I can't remember. But the the statement was, more than anything else, love wants growth. Mm. Which mm. to me is what Michael is describing so so perfectly. Love is not going to let us stay stuck in a little ego identification. It's just not. Mm. Yeah, I don't know who said this either, but the the equivalency in that is simply that we are life, right? Life unbound. And our whole uh, direction is to to be no longer bounded by what what binds us in this incarnation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I loved it when you said, that. yeah, ego is going to be unhappy because every time we choose to be less egocentric, ego is going to be very unhappy. So that's, uh, that's what the backlash is, right? How dare you? How dare you mm-hmm. go beyond uh, these limitations that I have set for you? How dare you? I'll, yeah. I'm going to punish you severely. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right, here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hello. This is Pasha from San Francisco. Hey, Pasha. What are you seeing? Oh, loving kindness. I'm seeing so much uh, related to the events uh, that are happening in the world. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, it's like uh, two levels, you know, one, on the level of the heart, I connect with people and we are one. On the level of like somewhere head, politics, we don't have solution, you know, and uh, we, we can go different uh, camps and argue 
you know, Russians versus Ukrainians, Palestinians versus uh, Israelis, uh, Americans. It's, it's all disconnects there. But if we mm-hmm. just come here, do you want your children to be killed? No. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. We are the same. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's it. And, and that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a place we can be. There's nothing. Uh, it's, um, my story is like, oh, well, what do we have to do with that? You know, how we go and fix the stuff and, and mm-hmm. make something happen. But uh, I'm noticing well, I can stay uh, with yep. uh, people. Yeah. But, Pasha, we, we have a, a, an expression, collateral damage, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what, what, <laughs> what you're pointing us to is we've gotten to the place, and people have always been in this place. This is, not, this is nothing new. It's just that we have so much information now that children are a perfectly acceptable collateral damage. I mean, nobody wants children to be killed, but, you know, things are important. There's right and wrong. We need to, we need to punish the bad people and support the good people, and, you know, if children die in the process, well, you know, that's just what happens. And the, the interesting thing to me, of course, is nothing ever changes. Because it's not, it can't change mm-hmm. <laughs> with that attitude, which is what you're, what you're saying. It, it, it'll never change as long as being right is more important than loving kindness. Yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're saying the information, you know, what happens with information. Now I'm pulled to information addiction. Uh, somehow I'm seeing like, oh, I'm going reading more news so I can what? Figure it out. You know, yes, solve right. it in my head. Or, or be uh, horrified. And, uh, be horrified, right, of how yes, awful it yes, is. Yes, oh, how yes. awful, how awful, yes. how awful. And, and nothing changes. Yeah. 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 And this, uh, being horrified is by product of that um, belief. Uh, no, I ask myself, why, why do I need to read news today? Is it going to be different than yesterday? No. Yeah. And, and I ask the question myself after I read the news. Did I, did I see something like new, something I learned, something that was useful uh, for me to go read more news? And the answer is no. And, uh, okay. and the byproduct of that emotional suffering, I just layered on top of uh, Pasha, horrified uh, to the point of like now I cannot sleep and conditioning yeah. got me it got yeah. sucked uh, energy out of me and we have one more uh, victim of the war yeah yeah that's such a good point and such a good phrasing yeah yeah and yet people feel bad they feel guilty if they aren't engaged in that way and yet there are so many ways to engage with loving kindness uh, that are actually participation um, that don't require us to be horrified over the latest thousandth time the picture is shown of the hospital being bombed or whatever it is. There are many, yeah. many yeah. ways yeah. that we can 
participate from loving kindness that don't require us to know anything at all about the news. Yes, and one way I'm finding is connecting with uh, people that I know, they're around me. They all suffered from that information, uh, you know, horrifying thing. And I can connect with them. I can say, hey, I I understand. That happened to me. I also didn't sleep, you know. So I understand you. And um, let's be together. Let's be together in this and... and, uh, Well, and Pasha, to me, there's an even uh, another step that we can take, which is, um, Mm. so again, one of my my heroes says, a a lack of concern for the suffering of others is what brings sorrow to our door. Okay? And so Mm. what what can we participate in right where we are, right where we are, that is the way we would like people on the other side of the world to be caring for one another. Because there, you don't have to be in a war to, to be injured yes. and hungry and homeless. And, um, you know, it, it, it makes everything very vivid and dramatic. But we don't, I mean, where you are right now, you probably wouldn't have to walk two blocks in any direction in yes. order to find people who are suffering hideously. So, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Pasha. Lots to consider. Gasho. Thanks, Pasha. Truly a lot, lot to consider, Sherry. And yeah. in the interest of time, here's our next caller. And Pasha, I'm not able to... Let's see. Ah, there you go. Muted. Okay. Here's our <clears throat> next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Nancy in Athens, Georgia. Hey, Nancy. Hi. Um, oh, this this week has been wonderful. These conversations every day have been just like a touchstone for me. Um, I find myself very emotional um, during the calls, and um, I'm just I love the assignment that to, to ask my heart. Um, what is it capable of? Because um, I am dealing with a couple of situations in my life right now that I feel like are um, are really stressful for me, and just figuring out how to be loving kind, love, be loving kindness in the situations with other people, and also to myself. Um, are I, I'm always. Um, looking for help to be more loving kindness because that is what I want to be. And um, so, and, and may I reframe that, Nancy? Because it's yeah. important that we use the language correctly, right? Okay. Because there are a couple okay. of things. Okay. I, uh, it's what I want to be because that's what I am. Mm. And so the direction of the question of what is my heart capable of is an answer of what it is, not what it aspires to be, right? Uh-huh. Right? So, so the reason that we aspire to be something that we're not is because we're constantly listening to a conversation that says, well, you weren't that kind in that situation. Or this is a difficult situation and you're, go- and you're never kind in these situations. 
Because you might show up with loving kindness as loving kindness in the situation, but if I'm listening to a conversation that says that's not how I was, and it's designed to make me feel bad, then I live in the story that I'm not loving or kind, and that's not how I am, and therefore that's how I need to be. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And so when we say I, I, that's how I want to be, it's an acknowledgement that what I'm not going to do is to listen to a conversation tell me that's not how I am. Yeah. And then turn to the heart and I'm that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's really helpful. That's really helpful. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, and it's what Sherry just said about if, if everything, if the thing about um, it's always, it always comes down to what it's not enough or uh, not good enough and not enough or not the way it is. And that is just so helpful um, to see that that's what the story is always about. That's say. exactly right. You're not kind enough. You're not loving enough. And so that, that's the important thing that we catch on to, right? From that, from that voice in the head, if we turn to it and ask, am I, lo- am I loving kindness? The answer is going to be no. Or yes, you are, but not enough. Or in this situation, yeah. not enough, right? <laughs> and just to recognize that I never want to ask that conversation anything about me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. Thank you so much. And I agree that that the, these calls and the the embodiment of loving kindness that is mm-hmm. is given on, on these calls is just so wonderful. And I'm very grateful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. The, it is the wonderful, and it. it's such a beautiful place to own the projection. Oh, okay. Thank you. You see it because you are it, and you are projecting mm-hmm. that. That mm-hmm. doesn't deny that the projection is true, right? <laughs> but nevertheless. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Ashwini. Thank you. Gasho. Gasho. That was fabulous. That was fabulous. <laughs> yeah. We must never forget yeah. that we are projecting well, to all the, the goodness, the love, the kindness, the beauty, all projections. Well, you know, we could practice loving kindness for the rest of our lives, and we probably will, but we do have a different focus coming out at noon today. Oh, and I'll tell you, if everybody loves this one as much as I do, you are going to be happy, happy, happy people. Mm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I practice you know, I'm, attention. Yeah, I'm in the club with everybody who says, you know, every, every one of these assignments is my favorite. But this one, mm. I just could barely uh, stay in, and uh, I just started jumping around. I was so excited about mm. it. So... Yeah, we'll we'll see how other people feel about it in the coming week. Yes. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Ashwini. Thank you, everybody. Go happy. <laughs>